0: This is Digital
1: Marketer. Hello, and welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Snavely, and we've got another episode for you coming directly from one of our latest workshops Facebook Ads in 2021 with Rudy Moore. If you don't already know Rudy, he's a Facebook ads expert and runs a marketing firm called ROI Machines. He's built many multi-million dollar businesses using Facebook ads and is currently the full-time CEO of Radio Shack and president and advisor to other big US companies you've likely heard of like Linens and Things, Medell's, Pier One, and more. So in today's episode, I'll be sharing three short clips with you, and I basically scrubbed through the entire four hour workshop to find the best and most impactful lessons. Really what I'm looking for here is small hinges that I believe will swing big doors for your business. So you will be hearing about the iOS changes and what they mean for Facebook ads, a little bit about how to market top of funnel and kind of choosing between broad or interest targeting. But first I want to start with the most important part, it's the key really to creating a successful Facebook ad. So, in this clip, Rudy explains the importance of creating a unique offer and how to create a strong hook. Here it is.
0: Now, keep your hand up, put your hand down. If you had never got a taxi ever in your life, Uber was the first time you paid for a ride. Okay, many of you, so, okay, so many of you used a taxi, right? So, why Uber? Didn't reinvent the idea, just made it a really unique offer that you can do it from your phone for about half the price, comes almost instantly, it's safer, there's reviews, it's GPS tracked, it's accessible from your pocket, right? So again, remember a lot of the time that offer creation, that unique selling point, is probably in front of you guys right now in your business. I'm not saying you've got to start a new business. You just got to think, right now, I'm a taxi company. How do I become the next Uber of my own business? Right now, I'm a hotel. How do I become Airbnb? Nothing unique, paying money to have a bed, okay? But now, we're letting you rent out houses around the world. Billion-dollar brands being pops up in less than 10 years because they do this one thing really well, current concept, and then revolutionize it, really unique hook and offer, okay? How do you do that? So let's look at some businesses, maybe a little more similar to what you guys are running. Who here has got an e-commerce business? Put your hand up on Zoom, got an e-com business, a few of you, okay? So e-com is the same. How can you have a really strong viral product or a really strong unique offer and hook for your e-commerce business, okay? If you sell a t-shirt, how can you sell more than just a t-shirt? you sell a basketball how can you sell more than just a basketball okay how can you make it more viral could you add free shipping could you add unique price bundles such as buy one get two free okay could you build a really unique story behind that t-shirt company okay and we've done this we've took brands or great brands okay clothing brands for example doing a couple of million a year and then we take them to five ten million a year because we don't just focus on selling more t-shirts or selling more supplements we focus on the hook the offer creation the story and that's what allows us to scale so aggressively okay now let's look at high ticket who here's a coach or a consultant put your hand up coaches and consultants a few of you right so coaching and consulting again is it's like a popular space to be in right a lot of you guys right now coaches and consultants just put your hand up So if you're all coaches and consultants, imagine you're in a room of 100 coaches and consultants selling high-ticket services, and you're all in the same niche offering the same core principle, right? Say you're a fitness coach. You're all offering someone to get fit. There's 100 of you in the same room. How do you stand out? Okay, how do you stand out? You've got to create a unique system, a unique offer, a unique pricing structure to make you stand out from the other 99 people, okay? Problem is, if you stood in a room of 100 people, you'd probably figure that out pretty quick, right? You're like, well, there's 100 people that are like exactly the same service and and product as me. So if I want to do anything differently, I can't probably just mix in with the same 100. The problem is online, there's actually like 10,000, not 100. But you don't think, oh, how do I create this like wildly unique offer and hook, right? Most people don't think that way but it's so, so important because it's exactly the same. Those 100 people or those 10,000 people are screaming on Facebook ads, hey, hire me as a fitness coach, right? All the people that want to hire fitness coaches that are getting targeted are seeing ads every day from those same people offering the same service. So who do they buy from? They buy from the person that has the most unique and strongest offer every single time. What's the only other reason they might buy? Someone has a wildly outrageous or enticing or well-created video ad or ad that sucks them in to a strong offer and hook, right? Remember those two things I said at the start, like Dollar Shave Club, really strong offer combined with really strong creatives, okay? Two things that I'm putting a lot of focus on today, two things that have allowed me to generate tens of millions of dollars for my clients, okay? And two things that will separate your guys' businesses from everyone else doing the same thing as you if you master, spend time and energy and focus on building out, okay? So for high-ticket coaches, you can work on how can I create the best done-with-you model, the best coaching program where I guide people step-by-step every single day, okay? Imagine I'm a fitness client. I want to hire an online coach. There's a 100 of them. But you, as one single coach, you offer daily training. Every other coach provides weekly training. If I want accountability, big part of fitness, who am I going to instantly sign up with and ignore the other 99 people? Put your hand up if you want accountability, you need a fitness coach, put your hand up if you would instantly hire the person that lets you meet with them daily over the other 99 that lets you meet with them weekly, right? Most of you would because the accountability is a massive part of that service, right? So again, it's not like recreating the wheel, right? It's not recreating the entire business model. It's small tweaks. How can it be done for you? How can I prepare the meals in advance and order meal prep and work with a meal prep company and send the meals to you, okay? Sadly, with fitness, you can't really do the workouts for them. The best you can do is do it with them. But you guys get the idea, right? If Again, if it was one fitness coach out of 100 and their unique selling point is we work with meal preparation companies around America. So you don't even have to worry about your meals. We send your meals to your door every Monday morning, okay? And then every day you meet me on Zoom and we train. That's now almost a done-for-you service, right? It's as close as you can almost get in fitness. It creates a unique selling point out of the other 99 trainers that do the generic thing. We give you a meal plan every week. You have to go make it all And then you get a workout plan that you do and we have a monthly call, right? You see those two differences? So how do we create stronger hooks? How can you guys create stronger hooks for your own marketing, for your own business, okay? You've got to be able to create something that catches people's attention in a couple of seconds, okay? Put put your hand up right now. If your hook's so strong that within two seconds and one headline on the ad manager, Everyone stops and goes, wow, I want this. Put your hand up. There's very few people, right? And I work with clients worth 100 million, 10 million, 5 million. Most of them don't do this. So don't worry if you didn't put your hand up. You're not alone, okay? Most people don't have this right. Do you have a clear promise? Within the next few seconds, do you have a clear promise on what you will help them achieve? Okay? Your clients. Most of you don't have this uh, nailed where in a few seconds... You can talk about, you can say something to grab their attention, maybe a promise, okay? So they know if they go through, if they keep reading this ad on Facebook, they're going to hopefully learn some sort of solution, system, or way to achieve a goal, right? Do you then have a unique method to actually achieve that promise? Because it's no good just saying, I'm going to help you lose 30 pounds in 10 days, and then you say, by eating a salad every day. That's old news, right? Everyone's recommended vegetables for years and years and years. However, if you say, I help you achieve XYZ with this proprietary scientific technique that modulates fat differently and it's a seven-minute workout, blah, 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 created by a scientist, now you're like, oh, now I'm interested. This is something I've not heard before. It sounds unique, sounds interesting, and there's science to back up the claim that was just made, Okay. And then you want to look at psychology a little more. So, after you've grabbed attention a lot of the time with the hook, you want to look at the psychology. Can you help them achieve something or move towards a goal, even if they failed in the past? Okay. So, a lot of the time, a lot of your clients, a lot of your businesses, people want to achieve something, right? Not just fitness, any industry, business, dating, finance, three of the biggest industries in the world. Okay. People want to achieve something. If someone wants to buy a house, What do they want? What do they really want? If someone wants to buy a house, do they go, oh, my God, I've been so obsessed about this type of brick. I just can't wait to have a house. And I can stroke the brick every single day. And I can lie on the floor. No one ever said that, right? No one ever wants to just look at the brick all day. Why do people buy houses? Because of the emotional need. They want security. They want stuff for their family. They want to create a family there. Maybe they want to be in a certain location. They want to be on the ocean, close to their friends, close to their parents. So if you try and sell a house based on just the features of the house alone, without the psychology behind the house, you're not going to sell the house as well. If you look at top realtors, they quickly establish the client's goals, right? What does the client want out of buying the house? It might be a nice kitchen, but a lot of the time it's extended stuff a layer deeper, right? It's like, I want somewhere my kids can grow up and make friends in the neighborhood. I want somewhere where my kids have a school, a really top school around the corner. I want somewhere that I can work on the ocean every day to build this million dollar dream of mine, okay? And the sooner you can establish that and go a level deeper in psychology, the stronger your hook and offer becomes.
1: So this is a bit of a spoiler, but in the third clip, I'll be sharing about iOS 14.5. You're gonna hear Rudy mention that your top of funnel strategy has to be strong. So that's why I wanted to share this clip, the next one right now, because Rudy digs pretty deep into the general best practices for top of funnel marketing. Plus, he goes into when to try broad targeting versus interest targeting. So here it is. Have a listen.
0: When we talk about Facebook ads, a lot of the time we use the referral name of Top of Funnel, okay? So Top of Funnel is a a good way to understand it is people that don't know who you are, okay? So people that don't know who you are, people that you're trying to advertise to, and they're the most important part of marketing. Most people think the most important part is what? The warm followers, right? The retargeting. But I kind of look at it a different way because what the way I look at it and I teach it the opposite to everyone else, everyone else, like I said, they're like, Focus on warm targeting, bottom of funnel, your best customers, which I agree. But the reason top of funnel is the most important part is look at it this way, okay? Look at this way. If you get top of funnel working, you achieve two things, okay? First thing is it's highly scalable because if you get top of funnel working, right, it's highly scalable, so you're able to reach millions of people, okay? Which it means you're able to scale your business way beyond a thousand a day, five hundred a day. You're able to grow the business faster. So it's really the you know the the key secret to scaling a big company is to get this work working. If you can't advertise and spend two thousand dollars a day to reach thousands of people and get them to convert, it's hard to get over that first stage of the company, right? It's hard to break that 50K mark, 100K mark. I've even worked with companies doing 2 million a year and they can't get this working. They've made 2 million a year just from their like warm followers and their Instagram and socials. And that's great, but it's still capped. They're still struggling to make it actually scale out. Okay, so the reason it's so important is it's gonna give you a much easier, faster way to scale, but also look at it this way if people that don't know, like, and trust you buy your product, what happens to the people that do know, like, and trust you with those same ads? They're 100% going to buy the product, right? So what's important to understand is if you get this working, and then you go and focus more on the bottom of funnel or the warm traffic, they're going to buy it anyway. You could put a one headline ad out and your warmest buyers buy it, right? So it's very, very important to actually focus on this because it gives you that scale. It's how, you know, I mentioned I built a couple of my businesses to multiple millions within a year or two. The only reason I was able to do it that fast was I focused all of my attention here because I knew if I get this part working, the rest of business is easy because I have all the customers coming in, I grow the email list, everything like that, right? So when this works... It builds the machine and it gives you this consistent flow of customers and traffic, okay? So, like I said, there's, you know, for top of funnel, you want to build awareness in your brand, maybe get them watch some videos, considering your product, or make straight sales, right? A lot of the time I try and make straight sales to top of funnel because it's the most scalable, okay? So, what are the best practices, okay? You've got to test a lot. You've got to think about different buckets, okay? I say a lot of the time, think about different buckets for your avatar, okay? Think about different pain points your avatar have, different goals, different, um, maybe different benefits of your product, and then create different ads around those different buckets, okay? So what you'll find pretty quickly is some of them will become distinct and very clear winners, so when they do, you want to double down on that and now focus your brand more around those winners, okay? So the way we kind of name them is we'll do like Top of Funnel, Angle 1, Copyright. So, and we might change Angle 1 to be like whatever the headline's about. And then if we set it up as a CBO campaign, we'll do Dash CBO, okay? So a simple way to name it, So next question is, well, Rudy, do I go really specific or do I go super broad with my targeting? Okay, so if you're actually walking through the ad manager, you get to the campaign setup, right? You get to the campaign setup. Most of the time you want to choose a conversion, right? A conversion based campaign. If you're trying to sell a product, generate a lead on that first step, you want a conversion based campaign. Next page is where you do a lot of the audience part, okay? It's called the ad set level, but really all you're gonna ever do on there is the audience, maybe change the placement a little, and that's about it. There's a couple of little settings. If you're doing like a cost cap campaigns, you might set a budget, but 90% of it's audience and placement, okay? So the question is, do I go broad or do I go more narrow? It depends on the product, okay? Where possible, you want to go broader, okay? And for many years, me and lots of experts taught the opposite, okay? For many years, we'd actually say, pick some interests, target those interests. You want to go more niche and narrow. The only reason nowadays I say go broader is the algorithm is way, way stronger. The Facebook algorithm, it's much stronger. So it's better at finding the right customer for you, okay? It's better at finding the right customer for you. Most of the time, broader campaigns Actually outperform your interest-based campaigns. And for about six years, that wasn't the case. Okay. For the last, you know, only in the last year or two has it got much better. For f- f- several years before that, I would do a lot of interest-based targeting. Okay. And I'm not saying don't do interest-based targeting. We still do a lot of that. Okay. Still do a lot of interest-based targeting, but we always test broader campaigns when we can. Okay. Now, the biggest thing to remember, this is a great analogy for you guys to use when figuring this out, <clears throat> ask yourself this question for the for your own brand right now, and then put it in the chat. If I go and pull 100 random people off the street, okay, if I pull 100 random people off the street, how many of those 100 people would be interested in your product or service? You guys put a number out of 100 in the chat, Okay. Some of you'll be one, some of you'll be five, some of you'll be ten, some of you'll be hundred, some of you'll be fifty. Okay, so you've just answered your own question. If you're wondering, what do I go with? If you guys are a one or two or five or ten, you got to do a little more interest-based targeting, okay? Because even though the algorithm's good, it get it's not quite. You know, it's very hard for it to like learn and find that one in a hundred. So the way you can help it is you can go. Facebook, here's a few audiences, a few interests, right? It's 5 million people. Facebook's still got to go and find out of those 5 million who that best 5% is, right? Now, if you answered it and you were like 20, 30, 40, 50 people out of 100, then the broad targeting will probably work better for you or is at least worth testing because most people that see it are interested in your product, Okay. So some good examples of this, guys. If I'm selling, so one of the brands I run, two of my partners, Ty Lopez and Alex, bought Pier One Imports, right, or Radio Shack. Most of you guys in America know those two brands. I run the ads for those. Big brands, okay? Uh, Who wants furniture, right? A lot of people are interested in furniture. So furniture, we can go super broad, okay? But if I have a more niche audience, right, Say I'm running it for my own brand, and I'm trying to target marketers who want to learn how to spend $10,000 a day. Are there more people in America that want to learn how to spend $10,000 a day on Facebook ads or want to buy furniture? Which one, right? You guys get it. There's a lot more people who want to buy furniture. So furniture does very well going broad. T-shirts. T-shirts fat loss supplements, very well going broad. A lot of people, 50% of the population want to lose weight broad. If I'm selling something laser focused, super narrow, more interest-based can help. Okay. Best way to understand it.
1: And finally, Facebook versus Apple, the battle of the tech giants. I'm going to let Rudy get straight into it. Here you go.
0: So, you know, Facebook is obviously freaking a lot of people out about how policies have changed, everything like that. It's obviously already just been rolled out. And honestly, guys, its I know this might surprise you all, not that big a deal. For most of our accounts, spending millions of dollars, smaller accounts spending way less, it's not been that much of a big deal as long as you got everything set up correctly. Okay. As long as you did everything they talked you through and got it set up correctly, most of our account health and our general ROI has not changed, okay? So there's new features, okay? It's going to make it a little harder to track the data, okay? That's a problem. But honestly, as a lot of you know, Facebook tracking and data has never been good anyway, okay? So if you've been relying on the Facebook tracking and data, there's third-party platforms third-party app trackers, softwares that can help you track it better, and you want to be able to always verify the results on the back end versus on the front end, okay? So um, what what I'm probably going to do at some point is do like, you know, when we've tested some more advanced concepts on this, I'm going to do a training probably in the next couple of months. So what I'll probably do is give the training to you guys. And as a bonus, you guys can get it. Okay. Because honestly, right now, there's no like cut through strategy that's going to transform how this works. It's not been a major problem for us. We're testing some stuff. We're verifying our data. As long as you went through the process to get it all set up right, I don't think it's that big a deal, honestly. It's If you're, and again, remember everything I'm teaching is if you have such strong offers, hooks, creatives, funnels, you know, and if your brand is so strong, none of this stuff really matters, okay? But, you know, for some of you that's maybe like, your ads don't really work and you had some retargeting, this mainly matters for people that were doing so much retargeting bottom of funnel, right? Because it's now stopping you doing some of that. But remember what I said earlier? My big focus is top of funnel anyway, okay? I do a very small amount of bottom of funnel so as long as you get top of funnel working this stuff matters a lot less okay so you know you saw what apple was saying and they actually make you opt in now um do that does apple really care about the privacy you know it's a big debate right now okay apple cares about privacy for competitors when it's apple's own stuff they they give you very little privacy right so um there's settings, as you probably know, where you can turn it off. It seems most of you are already aware, but if you're not, this is kind of how it works. Um, Apple still wants to give you a bunch of personalized ads, right? So Apple, for its own benefit, for its own benefit, Apple still wants to do all the cool stuff. They just wanted to remove it from Facebook. Okay. So um, and, and this is common too. Like, don't be surprised, it's gonna keep happening because all the big tech. Software companies, they want they're they're fighting for control, right? So they're all fighting each other for control, and that's why this sort of stuff's happening, okay? And I've already summarized this for a lot of you. The data um, that we were relying on firstly wasn't that great anyway. And you can still track most of the purchase events and stuff as long as you selected the eight events. You can still track them on Facebook and they're no less accurate than they were anyway, okay? And I recommend you have a backup place where you're actually tracking them to verify them, okay? Again, as said, it's up to us to get the data we need. Don't trust Facebook. We can still retarget Facebook, but we just can't target like, we can't follow people around the internet quite as well as we used to be able to, but we can still do general retargeting, okay? You know, I do recommend, even though Facebook's my expertise, never have one point of business as a failure, right? So, if the only way you make money is Facebook, you need, as a business owner, diversification through different ways. Okay. So, the only other thing to kind of discuss is how, um, you know, third-party cookies and stuff block data. It's a little, I guess, more advanced, but the big thing to remember is the retargeting, the bottom of funnel that I talked about earlier, and it's kind of good timing that I talked about it before all of this, that stuff's going to be more limited, okay? And I talked to you guys um, about how earlier you really need top of funnel working. If you're freaking out about losing bottom of funnel, it's because you're not strong enough on top of funnel most of the time, okay? Because honestly, if you're doing top of funnel really, really well, The bottom of funnel stuff, you can make way more money with no ad spend via email, okay? Email, push notifications, SMS, phone sales teams, appointment setters, does it Facebook groups? There's hundreds of ways that we monetize our actual warm traffic and customers, which isn't bottom of funnel. We use Facebook to generate those customers, bring them in our ecosystem, And then we work on them this way, okay? So um, Facebook is importantly working on this. They understand a lot of people are freaking out. Obviously, Facebook is, you know, just a bigger competitor as all these other brands, okay? They want to make it so you can advertise. Remember what I said earlier? They want to make it so you guys can advertise uh, easily, effectively, and hopefully profitable, okay? So Facebook are on your side here. To try and make it easier for you to, um, you know, get good ROI from your ads. Facebook are on your side for the most part, apart from compliance. When it comes to compliance, they're very strict. Okay. So here's really the summary, guys. 28-day click attributions ended. It's focused more on seven day. Some of your audience sizes are gonna go down. Okay, it's important to understand that if you were going super narrow, you might have even less audiences to target. But remember, I already said, try and go broad when you can, okay? You're going to lose a little bottom of funnel retargeting, but that's just a, an area of opportunity now for you to set up more back end bottom of funnel solutions in your own business, okay? So you'll only see it as a negative if you've not done that. Remember that, okay? Um. And yeah, obviously, people can opt out. And then when you do, the pixel's not going to fire correctly. But the thing for a lot of my brands is once you learn your metrics, you learn your cost per click, you kind of have a good idea of how stuff's converting, conversion rate, and you're backing it up with third-party app tracking platforms. Between those two, you're going to be pretty good. Okay? So just to summarize how to operate and handle the update, don't freak out, build better relationships, okay? Build better relationships with your customers, build better engagement with your customers. Um, You can do a lot of retargeting video view strategies to build that relationship. You can build big Facebook groups. You can build big email lists. Um, They're all great techniques to get Top of Funnel working for you if you can't go straight to the the ad okay so I'll share one example just before we break so lead magnets so you create a lead magnet a lot of you guys probably learn about lead magnets okay so if you have a good video content piece you can run ads to that video content piece you can then retarget them to opt-in and you can also just run ads straight to a conversion campaign a lead campaign straight to an opt-in okay here's my example. So we were giving away an e-commerce course, basic opt-in page. And this is a cool thing to share with you guys. This e-commerce course, we actually made five pages like this with five videos and five headlines. And we tested different courses. Okay. So we called it an e-commerce course, a high ticket coaching course. Cause I, you know, I've got a lot of experience in like all those niches, info product. And e-commerce had half the cost per lead than any of the other niches, okay? So this is the same technique I gave you guys about testing headlines. It's just taken a stage further to the actual funnel or the opt-in, okay? that um, we ran a ton here. We grew our list. We grew, not crazy. We got like 12,000 emails, I think, in 30 days, just before the big update. And we have a crazy big Ascension model where we've put those 12,000 leads in on our back end okay so if you guys are struggling to you know retarget people you've got to get good at email facebook group we push them to all of that many chat messenger text message so there's lots of ways to my point to generate revenue from bottom of funnel Not through Facebook, and the best part is all those techniques I just said are free, okay? So spend all your money top of funnel and do all the free stuff to generate the revenue on the back end, okay? Um, One good idea, too, is you can segment your um, audiences between the platforms, right? This big update, mainly from Apple, so you can do more Android users, more targeting on Android users, doesn't affect it, okay? um already talked about the data side so remember the data is going to be a little more off but it's already been off and then long term try and you know build trust with your users right because data is a big thing these days the trust is a big part of why this movement's happening so just try and build you know digital marketers has been great at this they teach about building a community they've done an amazing job Build a community with your followers, right? If you build Facebook groups, you build all of that stuff, the bottom of funnel won't matter too much. As long as you're tracking your data, I don't think this new update is going to matter as much as you guys think. And especially if you get really good at top of funnel, really good at copy, really good at creatives, okay? So, um, and yeah, just my my <laughs> summary is we've all made lots of money as marketers long before Facebook was around, okay? Marketing comes down to psychology, copy creatives. All Facebook does is provide traffic, right? So get good at the copy, the creatives, the strategy, the hook. Don't worry too much about small updates on the platform. That's not gonna make or break your success, okay? So like I said, we've we've discussed it. It's just part of larger changes. You guys are gonna be okay as long as you master everything else that I've taught you so far.
1: Okay, I hope that gave you a bit of comfort and some direction. You know, we're always here to help you at Digital Marketer. We do have some training with our paid media manager on how to set up your ad account properly with all of these changes in mind. I've left a link to it in the show notes. I hope it helps. And of course, Rudy's workshop is awesome. It's available to all our lab members. So love to have you. As always, y'all, it means so much to have a little bit of your day each week and we'll see you same time, same place next week. Goodbye.